let's talk about how spiritual disciplines can strengthen your soul and your ministry. We're calling this series of podcasts E Soul because we're incorporating the knowledge of the Enneagram for our soul. We'll also be bringing insights from our book, Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke. In the stress points of your life and ministry, the Lord has new graces for your soul. In Soul Shepherding and on this podcast, we integrate Christ-centered spirituality and psychology. Here in Orange County, we have had this amazing migration of the painted butterflies that coming from the south, heading up to Northern California, coming right through our city here in Irvine and right through our yard, a stream of billions of butterflies, uh, so beautiful and so amazing, fluttering along and flowing in the spirit. It's been so fun. It has been inspirational, inspiring me to worship the Lord. I saw a little girl on our street that was just dancing with all the butterflies <laughs> going around her on both sides and everything. And it's like, yeah, I want to get in the stream of the Holy Spirit, the stream of God's beauty that's fluttering and flowing all around us. And uh, that's awesome. And it leads into our topic today. We're going to be talking about spiritual disciplines, uh, particularly through the tool of the Enneagram. We've got a few more podcasts for you on how you can use the Enneagram as a tool for spiritual formation and growth in Christ. And as always, we will try to um, explain this in a way that if you're not into the Enneagram, it's okay. You're still going to learn about your spirituality and your psychology in a way that will help you in all of your relationships. We love journeying with you. We've been hearing from some of you, and you're appreciating this series and we heard from Vicki Orr who wrote thank you Bill and Christy for your excellent teaching and in-depth authentic sharing on the Negram because my soul friends of all ages and I are studying it in order to grow and become more like Jesus and I love that that is so important we are hearing from you you give us feedback because it's helpful one of our listeners Bill um you saw me at a coffee shop getting coffee and was talking to me about how, as a family, they're learning this. And we were talking about some of the dangers, though, that we need to avoid. Because as you're learning these things, it can be a danger to use it just as another personality type and to use it to start typing other people and using this information in ways um, even to manipulate or control other people that can be damaging and hurtful. Our daughter was talking about how sad she was listening to some people having conversation about the Neogram. And she said, now that it's so popular, people are talking a lot about the different types and, and learning the types and the numbers and um, the, the root sins and their stress points, but they're missing the power of the Neogram because they're just using it to type people and they're not looking at it to actually grow in Christlikeness, actually the Negram, the power of it comes when we really are growing in our own self-awareness and especially where our, our sin and where we're depending upon our false self instead of where we are yoked to Jesus and growing with him and depending upon him and becoming our true self in him. Nobody likes to be pigeonholed. Nobody likes to be judged. And so it's a temptation with any personality theory 
certainly the Enneagram, to use the things that we learn to, to type people. Mm-hmm. And it's a fine line because if we're trying to understand other people in order to be more uh, caring and compassionate, helpful, of course, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But that uh, our ability to really come alongside someone in a way that is truly uh, considerate and uh, gives empathy and encouragement, it's going to come out of, ironically, our own self-awareness. So we really need to journey with something like the Enneagram uh, personally, uh, using it as, as a mirror to see our own self and using it as a map to find our way to a closer connection with Christ and a life of grace and lived in God's presence. And so except as we're applying this tool to our own self and learning about our weaknesses and our stress points and our places of uh, the shortcoming, what's called the, the root sin, every type has a a particular area of vulnerability to uh, step out of uh, God's presence and to uh, push away from the Lord, even though we might know we need love and grace and so forth, we we actually uh, will wrestle control of our life away from the Lord, oftentimes unconsciously, even unintentionally, and uh, that's that's what the root sin is. It's the basic flaw in each of the nine personality types. And it relates to the stress points that we'll be talking about today. You know, as I have been studying the Enneagram and especially about my type and growing to understand where I get stuck in my personality, where I get, you know, kind of yoked to my personality instead of to Jesus, uh, it's painful. Mm -hmm. It's really, really painful. And so by doing this own work myself, it helps me to be more empathetic when I am understanding the other types to understand that it's just as painful for them when they're stuck in their personality Mm -hmm. as it is for me. So that helps me to be more gracious and more empathetic to them, even though their area of temptation is different than mine. Yeah. You're illustrating something that's really important and, and, and super helpful about the Enneagram theory, which is that it gives us an understanding of personality, which is similar to what we've learned uh, as doctors of psychology, and it's that the personality is really not a, a good thing. Yes, it's a defensive mechanism, and it's it's a, a way of coping. It's more like ego. So it's a different understanding and way of talking about personality than a lot of us are familiar with. Because there, there's another way that's the more popular way, which is, well, our personality is is wonderful, and we can get to know yours and we get to know mine, and then we can. And can uh, care for each other better. And there's certainly truth in that. There are positive sides to our personality. But in the Enneagram, what we're looking at is the fact that so much of, of personality is unconscious. We're not aware of it. And it's coming out of these coping mechanisms for how we deal with pain and stress and being sinned against and our own sin. And, and when personality is, is unconscious and uh, is a, a reaction to stress in these ways. It's it's not loving, and it's not uh, effective and adaptive and healthy. And it's not helpful to our following Christ or our relationship with Christ. In fact, it gets in the way because we're depending upon self instead of Christ. We right. So to become our easy yoke with Him. So to become our best personality, we need to become aware of our stress points and reactions. And reconnect to God, retune into the Spirit, get in that stream of butterflies that's that's flowing along here. So we're going to talk about that today. Get more specific and concrete for each of the types. The, an opportunity to do that, where where we step out of Jesus's easy yoke, we tend to be tempted to, and then where we step into it. Yeah. So uh, you're going to identify with at least one of these personality types, and 
It's part of the Enneagram that we've told you already is that the Enneagram is not boxy. It doesn't really limit you to one number uh, in that once you sort of learn the number that best fits you, you're going to see that there you might have a wing on either side of that because the numbers go around a clock face. Uh, so right there you can have two or three types that you're relating to. And then you've got the stress line and the growth line. And those are two more numbers. So there's potentially five numbers there in theory that you're you're got a lot moving in you in those dynamics there. And we're especially going to talk about the, the stress line. So uh, the number that you might be and then how you react in stress. But I'm sure that you will relate to some of this. So we're going to start with the one, the reformer or perfectionist and... Uh, that is me, so I'm going to talk uh, just about that for a, a minute here. And the, uh, the the Enneagram ones, we really want to do what's right, and we want to be uh, we want to be good, we want to be best, we don't want to be wrong, we want to have the right ideas about things, and uh, we're responsible, and we're really earnest and trying hard. You probably even hear that on the podcast. I like to define things and explain things, and I and I'm a thinker, and I unpack things. And so that's, that's my personality, and there's a good side to that. And then there's the, the bad side. The bad side is that I can be carrying a lot of, of burdens and, and perfectionism, and that can get heavy and, and depressive, and other people can feel that. And I can uh, have a, a reaction where I go become like an unhealthy four, which is the individualist, and uh, I get over-idealistic and uh, want, want to be more special and want to be more unique and distinct and like I've got the the right answer the best answer and and you know follow my way this this is the way it should be done and uh, and this is coming out of feelings of inadequacy that I can feel because I can never measure up to these perfectionistic standards if I'm in the unhealthy domain of my personality. So the key disciplines for the one are to become aware of and uh, pray about the resentful uh, feelings we're having, about all the expectations and responsibilities that we put on ourselves or that other people put on us. Uh, one way to do that is to practice quiet, abiding prayer, even just for a few moments. I did that this morning. Uh, it's something that we teach in our Easy Yoke book, a uh, number of different breath prayers and ways of quieting our heart and abiding in the Lord's presence, but that helps us to be in the moment and to feel our emotions and pray about our emotions and share them with somebody. And uh, that's key for the one, for all the types, really. I see you doing that, and I, I see the difference it makes to get you out of that heavy burden of responsibility and idealistic, perfectionistic standards. And so grateful that you yoke yourselves attached to Jesus in that way. And then I'm the two, the helper, and in stress, I can tend to feel unappreciated and unloved, and when I do, I will go to the eight, the unhealthy parts of the eight for false comfort. That's where I'll go for my attachment instead of getting yoga to Jesus naturally if I'm not really training and not really fostering my intimacy with Jesus. And so going to the aid is going to the, the challenger and finding aggressive energy. Yeah, I'll get controlling and I'll even um, harden my heart and um, can isolate and mistrust. And then because I'm such a people person as a two, and I'll then be vulnerable to attacking and anger and blaming. And it's so understandable that when you've been 
caring and helping and serving and being so considerate of other people and tender and merciful to them that if you don't feel uh, appreciated or uh, considered, uh, then you, you, it builds up, the anger, anger builds up, and then you might react with, with criticism or, or control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not, it's not healthy. And so there's some experiments and spiritual disciplines that help me to not give into that temptation, not get into that opposite stream <laughs> of, um, depending upon myself, my fault self, my personality. So certainly becoming aware of this and praying about when I'm feeling unworthy and I'm neglecting my own needs and not letting myself have needs and trying to meet everybody else's needs um, and becoming aware when I feel angry and being honest about that. And then also that I give myself permission to to set some boundaries. Did I take time to, to pray before I just jump in and offer help and say yes to wanting to help somebody, but really pray about and get in check, check my motives for helping. And sometimes it, it, a spiritual discipline that I need to be really intentional with is having sometimes in solitude and silence so that I can disconnect from the innate desire in me to want to please people. Because I think I need to do that in order to be lovable. I've seen you do the work of, of boundaries and self-care and uh, getting out of that pressure for your image and so forth and uh, finding your identity not in pleasing people but but in the Lord and in authentic relationships where you're bringing your true self and uh, that's so encouraging me to, uh, to see that growth in you. Thank you. Then the next number is the three and for the threes when they are in stressed they will tend to feel ashamed over their lack of success. They're feeling like they're failing or they can get exhausted because they work so hard. Threes are really hard workers. And um, from the overworking, they can tend to go to the unhealthy nine and they might become apathetic and they might procrastinate or get indecisive or do, do their work kind of in a mindless way where they're numbing out in workaholism. Or they can become passive-aggressive with people who are, are threatening their achievement or um, who are criticizing them. And for the three, the opportunity for them, some spiritual disciplines that can really be helpful, are for them to become aware of and pray about the pressures that they feel to succeed or ways that they're trying to impress people and to get in touch with their emotions and what they feel and make honest confessions with someone who can be empathetic to them. It can really help them to feel their feelings and become aware. And then also, they can practice the discipline of statio, where they are scheduling time to stop working, time to really rest, time to get in touch with their own needs and their own emotions, and uh, to practice quiet, being being in God's presence. And that can help them to accept failure or perceived failure as an opportunity to experience grace from God and from their friends who love them, not just for what they do and achieve. But to be loved for who we are. Yeah. Yeah. Statio is, is a S-T-A-T-I-O. It's a discipline that the monks practice of arriving early uh, to events and meetings in order to be prayerful and considerate of others and to be unhurried. That's a discipline that we teach on in Your Best Life and Jesus' Easy Yoke. So the four is the romantic or individualist, and I mentioned that because as a perfectionist one, my stress line is to the four. 
So that's why I'm going to talk about the four because I, uh, as a one, have some of that four tendency in me, particularly in stress. And uh, fours are very uh, dreamy and idealistic. They're very emotional and authentic and they want to be special. And when they get stressed, they actually react by going to the unhealthy two that you were just talking about, Christy. They become sidekicks where they get overly sacrificial and enmeshed with other people and they, they lose themselves in trying to help other people. And uh, they potentially will manipulate others into giving them attention so that they can sort of be uh, more uh, prominent and more important and more unique. They can get uh, dependent and needy and expect to be rescued and uh, get uh, sort of slothful. They, they can have difficulty uh, activating and doing something. And that, that's part of what the, the spiritual discipline is, or one of the disciplines for the uh, fours is to, to act, to, to do something, to, to, to get out and um, uh, have a goal and work on something, accomplish something, uh, get focused. Uh, as we'll talk about next week, uh, their growth point is to the one, which is strategic and, um, uh, and is very focused. So the um, self-awareness keeps coming up here because that's the main discipline really with all nine types in the Enneagram. And in one sense, it's kind of tricky with the four because it's sort of like they're, they're too aware because they're so into their feelings. But uh, a lot of that is sort of ego stuff and uh, outward um, things, and they actually actually need to be uh, they, they need empathy, they need uh, legitimate affirmation, and they need to sort of center in with their true self and then learn to act out of that. So uh, yeah, that's the Enneagram four. The five, the five stress reaction is to fear that they're not going to have enough resources and they can go to the unhealthy seven for false constellation and get impulsive with taking on maybe exciting new products or um, projects. They can avoid painful and difficult emotions and kind of get shut down to their emotions and distracted from their emotions and become scattered. And so the opportunity for them for growth and yoking to Jesus would be to become aware of and pray about their feelings of anxiety and of isolation and to pray the Psalms can be a really helpful discipline for them because they're, uh, they can engage with the emotions of the Psalms and maybe identify that way, maybe be able to journal about what they're feeling too, to help them with accept both the positive and the negative emotions that they might be out of touch with and disconnected from it can help them to meet with somebody a, a counselor spiritual director somebody where a safe place where they can practice trust and self-disclosure and really moving towards somebody in a healthy way and receiving empathy instead of that tendency to withdraw that they can go to in stress engaging emotions and people is really big for the fives because they they get in their heads uh, swimming with ideas and gathering n new ideas, new data. New, uh, they're reading books. They're uh, hoarding things, um, money, knowledge, resources in order to feel secure. And so, yeah, it's a big deal for them to to stop that and to slow down and to feel. And of course, healthy healthy fives do that. The six is the loyal skeptic or uh, the uh, guardian that's fearful. 
We'll also have uh, counterphobic six that are sort of tricky because they are denying that fear and, and being uh, opposite and very bold and risk-taking. The uh, sixes deal with their anxiety uh, by trying to be more successful. They will take on some of the characteristics of an unhealthy three, which is the achiever. And so the, the sixes, uh, they feel uh, inadequate and insufficient, and they've got this anxiety and this fear, and they feel like being uh, more uh, successful, more impressive, uh, garnering more attention, uh, particularly from other authority figures, that this is going to help them to be secure. They're trying to secure themselves, which is is really basic to what, what we're doing in the Enneagram, um, understanding when we're in our unhealthy personality. And Jesus talks about this in the Sermon on the Mount, but we're, we're trying to secure ourselves, And we commonly do that with, with image, Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, and, and that's what the threes do, and that's what sixes and stress will start to do is try to be more more sparkling, more uh, impressive, and to feel more uh, confident about themselves and more acceptable and free of anxiety and shame because of how they're um, excelling in what they're doing. And so experiments f- uh, and disciplines for the six are uh, things like verbalizing their questions and doubts and anxieties and anger. They've got a lot of emotion in there, and sixes do, uh, that's what anxiety is. Uh, this is something else that we teach in the Easy Oak book. It's all about anxiety and stress. Every chapter is looking at different components of stress and how we can approach that as an apprentice of Jesus in the kingdom of God. And uh, for the sixes, they, they really need to, to put words to those, those questions and fears and uh, those anxieties to bring that into relationship and to trust soul friends. Uh, they also can memorize and meditate on Scripture uh, of course, that's good for all of us, but particularly as it relates to fear, you know, uh, this is an, as another chapter in the Easy Oak book, but we talked about the, the fear knots in there. There's 365 fear knots in the Bible, one for each day, um, and the sixes really need those verses and those sources of solace and uh, comfort. And then we have the Enneagram 7, and I'm talking about the 7 because I have a line to the 7 as a 1. And that's my growth point. We'll be talking about the growth points next week. The sevens are the enthusiasts, the adventurers. They're the life of the party. They're the people with uh, lots of energy and positivity. They uh, feel good uh, and want to make people feel good. They want to be happy. And uh, they're always planning the next thing that will make them happy, the next party, the next event, the next place they can go, the next adventure, and that sort of thing. And in stress, the, the, sev- the sevens get dissatisfied, and they get anxious and irritable, and they become like an unhealthy one. And uh, that's the way the, the lines work in the Enneagram, that the, from one number to the other on the clock face, in one direction it's a stress point, in the other it's a growth point. So for me, as a, as a perfectionist, the line to the seven is like, yeah, I really need and am drawn to the healthy stuff of a seven, but for the seven, it's the reverse. They can get drawn into the unhealthy stuff of a one, uh, perfectionism and resentment and shoulds and doing everything right, and especially as it relates to uh, planning things and uh, dealing with criticism and having more impact in the world and being more energetic and happy. They, they start trying to, to do stuff right, and, of course, that makes them, the people around them, unhappy. And so they need help with uh, getting out of their 
uh, ego personality there and become, again, more aware of the feelings of discontent that they're having, the anxiety, uh, the sevens, even though they're such a normally a very positive, happy type, they are in the anxiety triad, the, the, the head triad. And so they struggle with, you see the anxiety of the seven in all of the things that they're distracted by and all the things that they're trying to do, even if it's uh, fun things or things they're excited to uh, for having impact and making a difference. Uh, there's a lot of stress in that, a lot of distractibility. And so they can benefit from things like the prayer of examine, where we pray, today I sense God's presence when? And then we reflect on those experiences because sevens need a lot of help being in the moment, here and now, enjoying the moment. Uh, we call that mindfulness. And actually, all of the types in the Enneagram need that because the center of the Enneagram is presence, God's presence. But the sevens especially need that because they are always looking like the grass is always greener on the other side. So, And then the eights. The eights are powerful people. And when they are in stress, they are maybe feeling a lack of power. And they can go to the unhealthy eight or the unhealthy five, I mean, for false consolation. And they'll tend to withdraw relationally from other people, including God. And they might totally disengage and, and stop constructive action, which usually they're really very constructive action people. So it kind of is shutting them down. They'll tend to disconnect from their emotions and what they're feeling. And they might uh, get filled with fear that others will um, turn against them and they can feel powerless. And then they might also turn their anger inward and they're not putting it into the action that they normally do. And as they're turning their anger inward on themselves, they can become defeated and feel really depressed. So the invitation for the eight when they are in stress is to become aware and pray about their feelings of frustration and anger and impatience. And also for them maybe to take a prayer walk with Jesus and to meditate on scripture that would help them to really seek God's will in all things and to, to connect with him rather than that withdrawal that isolation. The eight also can really work to receive empathy from others rather than feeling like they need to be overly guarded, guarded either by exerting their power or overly guarded by withdrawing and going to the unhealthy five, but really trusting, being able to connect with God and with others and to actually let, let themselves receive empathy and care from other people. Mm. Yeah, so good. Um, more and more I see healthy eight in you, which is a great sign of growth in uh, Enneagram 2, uh, the helper, when you can uh, find more of your assertive voice. Uh, that's the last frontier in the Enneagram is, is when you can get into the healthy levels of your stress point. So, uh, so last but not least is the Enneagram 9, the peacemaker. We started this Enneagram series with a couple of podcasts with our daughter, Brianna, who is an Enneagram peacemaker. And then you had a conversation with Hannah Schuler just last week, and she's an Enneagram peacemaker and a pastor's wife, and I appreciated that, Christy. That was a great uh, soul talk that you and Hannah had. We love our peacemakers, um, but they don't always love life uh, when there's, especially if there's conflict. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of difficulty with conflict, and they also have difficulty with self-activation, because when an Enneagram 9 is uh, with you or into a 
project. Um, they are all in. I mean, there is no one that is like more present and has more to give than an Enneagram 9 who's dialed in. And they're just really soaking up everybody around them and uh, looking to, um, to uh, bless them, to merge with them, to draw them out, to reflect back sort of their, their best self, to team with them and help uh, things to go better. And whatever the situation is, they, they include people. They don't want anybody to be left out. And they, they, they want to uh, go towards uh, the goal uh, uh, together as a team. So Enneagram 9s are wonderful, um, but they're not when they're under stress because they're, they internalize conflict and they, uh, they get very tired and they get overwhelmed by anxiety. They, they shut down their emotions, uh, become passive, either, even lethargic. They, they uh, fall into the patterns of an unhealthy six. They start incorporating some of those traits that we were talking about with anxiety and fear and self-doubt and feeling like they don't have enough sort of power and, and need to uh, get the approval of an authority figure or something. Uh, they, they get in, indecisive there. And so the uh, nines, when they're in that, that anxiety and, and lethargy, they need help becoming aware of, of their, their own feelings. They're so tuned into other people's feelings. And a lot of the types are that way. The, the twos and sixes are also that way. The threes are that way. Uh, they need help to sort of slow down. They need, they need empathy, like all the types do, but probably more than any, the nine needs empathy. It needs to be drawn out with uh, questions and curiosity and uh, a gentle but, but strong uh, line of, of interest and compassion, tenderheartedness that helps them to feel safe and to know that they matter and there's actually space for them to, to, be, to, be, to be a person. Another thing that nines can do in the way of a spiritual discipline is a body scan prayer where you just pay attention to your your body and you, uh, you need to get quiet and away from noise and activity and just sense, you know, where am I carrying stress in my body? Because nines, uh, that's what they do. And nines are in the, the gut triad with the the challenger eights and the perfectionist ones and all of us gut types are especially prone to internalize stress into our bodies. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I so like breath prayers as a gut type and uh, breathing a phrase of scripture in and out uh, to slow it down and put my body in, into the praying. I'm, you can't see me now, but I'm using my hands as I'm talking. <laughs> uh, so that's what we gut types especially do that. And, uh, and that's why... Uh, the Easy Oak book I wrote is just filled with breath prayers for every chapter, a different scripture prayer. It's, it's, it's slow. It's simple. It's, it's right here. It's just a pause for a moment. And it helps us to be in our body in the moment and to appreciate God's grace. And so uh, the nines, the gut types, and really all of us can benefit from being in the moment and paying attention to our bodies. And that's actually, we're going to the next podcast, we're going to be talking about the growth line. And then the one after that, we're going to talk about uh, really go deeper into the spiritual disciplines that relate to sort of the, the three uh, triads and the Enneagram, the head, heart, and gut. Uh, you've got three of the nine types are in each of those triads. And there's a different learning style, a different intelligence center for each of those triads. And uh, there's different spiritual disciplines that they especially resonate with. So I'm really looking forward to that podcast. We might need to go uh, even longer on that one because there's so much that we can share that will be helpful to you, 
our listeners. Well, as we close today, let me pray. Jesus, we're so grateful that you are with us, that you long for us to enter your easy yoke, to connect and attach with you and find the true self that you created us to be, free from these these stress reactions that we we go to where we are depending upon ourselves and our personality and our false self constructs to protect ourselves. We just ask that you will continue to illuminate for each one of us, Lord, our area of temptation and our area of invitation from you to reattach to you, to, to walk with you, to work with you, to watch how you do it, to find that true rest for our souls that only you can give us. In Jesus' name. You can order a copy of our book, Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke, on the Soul Shepherding website or Amazon. I love how Bill's book engages us with the Lord Jesus to help us distress and thrive in life and ministry. Each chapter features inspiring teaching, Bible studies, spiritual discipline experiments, and soul talk questions. It's great for personal devotions or small groups. You can follow Soul Shepherding on Facebook and by getting our weekly blog in your email. 